This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 622 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi folks, Coach Jen here and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Betty Fay. Betty has ridden and taught in many disciplines, but she has lost her heart to dressage. Her teaching style blends biomechanics, communication, and common sense. A true cowgirl in a dressage saddle. Today's tip is about our other four-legged family members, our dogs. But before we get to today's tip, let's hear from Equestrian Collections. I'm Glenn the Geek here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm on here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with our Equestrian Collections product of the week. Well, Debbie, we're talking a little bit about cribbing this time, aren't we? Yes, we are. Cribbing and windsucking going hand in hand. Um, the horses are getting out now, and people are worried about them uh, cribbing everywhere. Uh, the Miracle Collar that I'm featuring this week is the best thing that we have found for this situation. It, you need to have it snug. The secret of this collar is it needs to be very snug. And we have um, fleece covers to go with that to help with um, any rubbing that might go on. If it's adjusted properly, when the horse is grazing, it will automatically loosen. It will be tightened when his head is in the position to crib or wind suck. Um, it encourages them not to do that, and it really works. It does Glenn, work. I understand you oh, are yeah. familiar with this product. Oh, yeah. We've had a bunch of cribbers over the years, and we were never afraid of having cribbing horses because we always knew. We, we, first, we'd use those little skinny collars. And, yeah. you know, they work sort of maybe. And then when, as soon as the Weaver Miracle Collar came along, we started using that, and we've used it on every cribber since then. You're absolutely right. The big problem that people have with, with these types of collars uh, for cribbers is they don't put them tight enough because they're afraid to hurt the horses. Well, these are designed not to hurt the horses. And they do have to be snug, and that's the reason they work. And But, but they can eat. They can eat their hay off the floor. They can eat their grain, all that stuff. Is just fine. They don't lose weight. Matter of fact, they'll gain weight because they're not cribbing all the time. Exactly. And the other thing to remember is some boarding facilities will not take a cribber. But if you can have this collar, you may have a very good chance that you can move your horse to a boarding facility that is concerned about that uh, behavior pattern. And it's in the $60 price range, $60 to $70, and at Equestrian Collections, it's well worth the money. Get the fleece, uh, co- the fleece, fleeces to go on it. We always used it with the fleeces, and the nice thing about the fleeces that go on is you can change those out, and you know, if they get disgusting, you can just replace them. The Miracle Collar, just go to equestriancollections.com and search Miracle Collar, and it will come up. Now, enjoy today's tip. Welcome back, Betty Fay, dressage rider, cow gal extraordinaire. I love the picture we have on your experts page of you standing there with the, I believe that's a buckskin, if I've got that right, in your cowboy yeah, hat, in your, in your cowboy hat and your chaps with the beautiful mountains. Is that near where you live? That is my backyard. That is just beautiful. <laughs> I am very lucky girl. Yes, it's very beautiful. Love riding out here. 
It is, yeah, and the horse looks really happy about it. He's just standing there going, this is the coolest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he is he one of your cowgirl horses, or is he your dressage horse? No, he's one of my cowgirl horses. I bought him to be a trail horse. But he is uh, so much fun to ride that I did put switch him to a dressage saddle, and I do work him in the arena as well. I've showed him a little bit, and um, he was having some balance issues when I first bought him, so we did some practice with Cavalettis and poles, and then he got improved so much and really got into jumping that we do a little bit of that, too. So he's an all-around horse. Yes. the um, I've only recently in, li- in life discovered the joy of the multi- multi-purpose ranch horse. Um, growing up, and primarily riding English, once I decided that I wanted to ride competitively, I didn't get exposed much to the ranch version of the American Quarter Horse or the American Quarter Horse Cross. I was mostly exposed to the Western Pleasure ones. Two, I would even call them separate breeds. They don't have a whole lot in common physically. And uh, very recently, my husband and I purchased a horse for the family, the family horse speaker, and he's what I would call a ranch horse. He's built like somebody that you would see out in the range checking fences all day long. And those guys are real hidden gems because by mo- most modern standards, they're not elegant. If you come from a dressage or eventing or horse racing or English background, you would look at them and go, well, they're kind of plain. But um, they they have some really amazing hidden athleticism that can be applied directly to the dressage arena, I've discovered. Yeah, I discovered that too. Isn't that fun? It's kind of cool. <laughs> you get you get them out of your horse trailer, and people look over, and go, "Oh, look! They've got the little playing quarter horse." And they're usually smaller. You don't see a lot of seventeen and a half hand ranch horses. They're just not practical for getting on and off of. And uh, <laughs> th- then you go out there to the warm up arena, and then people start to glare at you. <laughs> Wait a minute! Glare away. Glare away. We're having a great time. And then the following week, you take them out and go for a six-hour trail ride. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh. So I digress. I just I, I saw your beautiful buckskin quarter horse there and just couldn't help but comment because what a handsome fellow. Now, the gray horse below him in the other picture is handsome in and of himself. I did, don't, can't deny that either. Well, he is thanks. obviously your dressage dude. Yes. Yes, that's a mare, and uh, she's not quite as good as a – a trail horse. She's uh, she's a little bit of a coward. She's a great follower. So mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going out by myself. It's the buckskin. If I'm going out with a group, the gray is just fine. <laughs> she's got that bright ears forward face that you. She is she a performer? Once she gets in a horse show and there's there's the electricity in the air, oh, she yeah. kind of. Uh huh. She's yeah. a ham. Yeah, she looks like the <laughs> performer. But anyway, we have an actual tip for you today, folks. We're not just going <laughs> to wax nostalgic about our, our horses here. Um, what kind of a great handy-dandy tip does Betty Faye have for us today? Well, I wanted to talk about dogs. We've been talking about horses, but I wanted to talk about dogs around the barn and around the, at the if you take them to the clinic or the horse show with you. And uh, what makes a, things a little safer and fun for everybody? Oh, but, you know, I like everybody that. has a dog at the barn. Yeah. You know, um, and it could cause some serious accidents if you have a, a dog that has no barn manners at all. If he's a city dog and he's never been to the barn before, he's going to be just, and he's loose, he's going to be 
so overstimulated and excited that he's going to get underfoot, whether your feet, your horse's feet, and he could cause some accidents or get hurt. You know, um, years ago when I had my very first farm, I had a dog that uh, never really caused any problems with the horses. And one day I was leading the horse into the barn and into her stall, and the dog was just trotting softly behind. And the horse did not appear to be bothered by it. But when I, once I led the horse into the stall, the dog followed. That horse just kicked that dog. And yet she lost an eye. That was my own fault. That, and the dog had to suffer from it. She lost an eye out of it. She was lucky she wasn't killed. Uh, you know, but that horse was saying, this is my space. And there are some spaces that dogs shouldn't be in. And I had to learn the hard way that, yeah, you know, you have to respect that. And you have to protect your dog. So yeah. Yeah, I recommend you teach them a few little manners. Yeah. And I think many of us, unfortunately, assume that dogs and horses just get each other. But that mm-hmm. is certainly not the case where a dog doesn't understand that a horse will kick at it. Um, right. Or a horse does not understand that a dog might run right between his legs and he's not there to kill him. Uh, <laughs> those things are just and not genetically wired into horses and dogs anymore. <laughs> right. And, you know, dogs do like to chase things that move. So if you've got a horse out there in the pasture or a couple of horses and they're running around and playing or one of them drops and rolls, it's so tempting for the horse to want to go after them, uh, either to run with them or maybe even nip at them and to go at their heels. And they need to learn that uh, what's da- that's dangerous, you know, and that's not acceptable behavior at the barn. You know, or if you've got your horse, your dog in your uh, leash or he's tied up, some, you've, you've got them barking or whining. It's a huge distraction and very annoying for the other people around the barn. Yes, you know, I, I will dogs. put a punctuation right there. It is annoying for everybody else at the barn. <laughs> <laughs> or you've got that. Usually the owner of the barn has a dog. And if you're a boarder and you go to the, do- to the barn and there's a dog there, that dog usually has learned his manners. But you want to bring your dog, so you have to introduce them. First, you really, I recommend you ask permission. You ask the barn owner if you can bring your dog. And they may say yes on a trial basis. And they may say yes provided your dog is fully vaccinated. You know, taking your dog out to these dog sh- these horse shows um, uh, and clinics and other barns, it is important that your dog have all his vaccinations, especially if he's young. Don't take him out until he's had his complete set of puppy shots and protect him from things like parvo, you know. Um, and sometimes you're going to take him into places where he's going to maybe pick up some fleas or... Uh, and things like that, you know. You want to check him over, especially if you took him trail riding, Look, check him over for ticks when you get back. The outdoors is the outdoors, yes. yes. Yeah, think about his health end of it. And, you know, one of the things that dogs love to do is eat horse poop. So you're going to have to check him over for parasites once in a while, too, if you're taking him to the barn on a regular basis, because I don't know anybody that has managed to successfully keep their dog away from the manure pile every day. (laughs) (laughs) That is genetically wired into your dog. <laughs> Absolutely it right. Is. So how about they when you think that's a treat? Are there special considerations when we take our we're we're gonna make the assumption that our dog is mannerly when he's at the barn. He's he's a good dog. Are there special considerations when we take our dog to um venues away from home, a show or a clinic 
or a schooling day? Because you see lots of folks who travel with their dogs as well. That's right, you do. Of course there is. You know, you have to give him the same consideration that you give your horse. It's a lot less work. They're just not as big an animal. But if it's really hot that day, is he going to have shade? Are you going to be able to take care of making sure he's comfortable all day and he's not out there roasting in the sun? Is he going to have water? And if it's, a, if it's cold, a, a winter day, and he's a short-haired dog especially, is he going to have a coat? Do you need to make sure that he's going to be warm enough all day? You know, uh, you have to think about the temperatures for the most part with them, have their food and water, and have a place for them to be comfortable. If it's a long day, is, uh, are you going to have a place where he can stay to rest? Because he's going to need to get away from everybody and take a nap. You know, having him out there for eight, to eight hours is going to be very exhausting. All that stimulation, all that exercise, yeah, he's going to need to relax a little bit and have some time to unwind himself and some space of his own, especially if he's been uh, go, go, go all day with you. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. he's going to be exhausted at the end of the day and kind of like be sick of seeing everybody. <laughs> yeah, and some dogs get a little uh, snippy that way, just like some people do. You know? Absolutely. And so you're going to need his, his coats if he needs it, but mostly you're going to need water, water bowl, and you're going to need some food, place for him to relax. You need your leash. Um, you, know, you just need to give him this, a little more attention. Think of them as a small horse and all the things that you need for him. There's a lot less packing to do. You don't need a saddle and all that stuff. But you do need to, to be aware of, of his needs and have bags with you to, or something to clean up his poop. Yeah, you know. clean up the doggy do. Everybody, nobody wants to ride down the center line, halt at X salute with doggy do on their riding boot. Nobody. <laughs> just, and it smells so much worse than horse poop, doesn't it? <laughs> it just, it's all together different. So, folks, when you take your dogs to other places, um, please, please bring along the, the cleanup kit. And one of the things that we found really helped, um, because we did have a dog that we traveled with to horse shows at one point, we would always bring along her favorite long-distance chew toy. Um, ah. For this particular dog, she loved those great big um, rawhide bones, the really giant one that mm-hmm. comes in the Christmas stocking. And she would just sit there and gnaw contentedly at that all day long. It's kind of like a hay net for your dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Another good uh, long, something that takes a long time to consume is to take those Kong toys and uh, stuff them with uh, some kibble and peanut butter. The peanut butter causes the kibble to stay in there a little harder. Plus, once they got all the kibble out, they'll be licking on the Kong for a long time trying to get that peanut butter. Yeah. So that's uh, another one that works real well for that. Yeah. Bring a hay net for your dog. <laughs> there we go. That's a fantastic idea. So great things to remember about our furry canine friends so that uh, the furry canine friend can be happy as well as everyone else at the horse show or the bar. Yes. Thank you so very much, Betty Faye. I'm going to take these notes and bring them to the barn with me because there are about 15 dogs that come to visit the barn where I keep my horse. I'm going to bring these along and, and make, some, make some suggestions. Um, and we'll be seeing you next time. Well, there you go. So make sure you bring a hay net for your dog to the barn and keep him happy. To listen to all of Betty's Faye's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been EquestrianCollections.com. Visit them today for a whole world of choices delivered right to your door. 
please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zoom and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zoom, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.